Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us as he always does on a Sunday morning. Buzz, good morning. And it, it, it's a it's a difficult issue, isn't it, Buzz? Because we've seen similar um, occurrences in other sports over the years, World Series cricket, Super League, etc. But this division in the world of golf, I can't see it healing anytime soon, Buzz. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Extraordinary story, isn't it? The yeah. money being thrown around, and you can, understa- you can understand golfers wanting to set themselves, their families, their kids up for life. But I'm a tradition man, and um, even when I was working for News Corp during Super League War, I was a ARL fan. You know, mm. I I just love tradition, and um, I love Augusta. I love the British Open. And would you take 140 million to put that to one side? Oh, I would probably have to, Bulldog. I would say. I put it this way, I can understand, you know, the, why it's become such a difficult decision for these players. Would you? Oh, in a heartbeat, Buzz. Would you, I've would said you say you break a hamstring? I thought I'd pull a hamstring <laughs> and get into the contract. Mate, I, you, I, you, you famously switched radio stations from two for an extra $50. That's not <laughs> true. Really? It's a live It's a live perpetrated by Hadley. For $50. <laughs> Listen, don't start me on loyalty, please. <laughs> I love Phil's loyalty. What? I love the Rabin. British Open. I love the PGA. But I'd still go for 140. You can't bag him for that. It's common sense. Hey, Ray, before yeah. we get down to serious stuff, yeah. the Bulldog was on 100 bucks for the round-up at TGB. That's about right. Wrong. Yeah. And then Benny Lloyd rang and he said, mate, I've got 150. <laughs> so he jumped ship. Wrong. <laughs> oh, it's a good Wrong. <laughs> Sounds good, but inaccurate. Poor old Hadley must have just said, what are you doing, Dino? Buzz. Here we go. <laughs> the silent seven at Manly. Mm, the yeah. big seven who pulled out are yet to front the media. What are Manly saying about this? Why aren't they being given their say? Yeah, well, look, I spoke to Tony Metz, so, Sorry, Buzz. I should just reiterate, that is one of the main stories in your column, What's the Buzz Today, in the Sunday yeah. Telegraph. Yeah, look, I just rang Tony Mestrock because, look, I'd spoken to a few people and since you broke the story, Mark Karianis uh, broke the story, um, that they weren't to play. Um, all those boys, uh, um, look, made it pretty clear at the time through the club that it was the way the club handled it and it was around their religious and cultural beliefs. But to give people a better understanding, I think all Manly fans, because it was so drastic, were expecting some sort of explanation. But look, the club put up uh, all the players who actually played in that game against the Roosters over the last couple of weeks, but none of those boys. So it'll be interesting to see. I think um, the fans would like to hear from them just to get a best, better understanding. And I can understand that a lot of them are, are very young players and, and aren't, you know, experienced media performance. But someone like Josh Alloy, uh, I think, would be a terrific um, press conference just to get... It affected so many people. Mm. And I know it was a couple of weeks ago and there's been a lot happening in rugby league. I, I, I really think it's an important story for them to talk about. I really do. But Manly are protecting them and... That's also understandable in these days, mental health, welfare, well-being. And, um, yeah, but we'll watch this space for that one. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Buzz, uh, and just playing devil's advocate, that's all. Um, are they on a hiding to nothing? Um, I, I, I don't know, right? Um, I want to know, Buzz. Yeah, I think no one's actually it, said yeah, the words yeah. we've pulled out because of this. We all assume it's religious beliefs, and we know that's correct, but I still haven't actually heard that 
from the yeah. players. And what about Buzz? The truth will set you free. Once they've said it, it's off their chest. People understand where they're coming from. Everyone moves on, don't they? Yeah, look, to, to form an opinion on anything, you've got to always hear both sides of the story. Mm. And all we've heard so far was religious, culture, and the fact, lack of consultation from... So I'm not dirty on any of those boys. And, and you know, they were, to do something as they did, they obviously had genuine problems with wearing that jersey. But mm. I, I don't know why. And I, 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 I really, just for the game, I'd like to hear from them. Just for manly fans, I'd like to hear. But anyway, we'll see what happens. And I think if they do speak, then everyone can move on with this issue. Otherwise, it's still in the background. But as you 100% said, yeah. right. As I said, we'll move on, Buzz. We just had Blake Sully on, and I know you've written about it this morning, and, and he has yeah. reiterated what you have quoted him in What's the Buzz column, in, in that if the state government does do that refurbishment of a core stadium, South Sydney are happy to stay. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he said that in the paper mm. today too. Look, I've had a little bit of a crack at South over what I see as a backflip in that they've been so adamant for the last four or five years that the old ANZ Stadium, now Acor, was their home ground from Russell Craven said it was the best football ground in the country. And when you look at the geographic location of a huge majority of their members, they no longer, a lot of them can't, uh, these people can't afford to live in areas where South fans used to, and they live in Sydney's western suburbs. There's mm. a train line right to the stadium. There's better transport out there. But um, understandably, they're upset that no money has, or money has been pledged, but never spent there. So the, the state government, and venues New South Wales have got a real problem here mm. because at this new stadium, they've already got three teams playing there, um, the Waratahs, the Brewsters and Sydney FC, and the fourth one now. I don't know. It's a lot of traffic, isn't it? Mm. Um, the, the other problem the government has got is they need to keep content at Acor Stadium. They can't have it become a white elephant. So the only way, in my view, to solve this problem is to take the 400 to 500k they were to spend on Penrith and spend it on Acor Stadium and improve the corpus facilities, turn it into a rectangle, put a roof over the place. And that is not just for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It is for Sydney to have a proper major event stadium where we are going to attract all the international shows ahead of Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, and drive tourism dollars, whereas a new stadium, Penrith, won't bring a penny into the state. Do you think Penrith That's will go ahead, I've... Buzz? Can it? No, do you think it still will go ahead? Well, it depends what happens at the next election, Bulldogger, I would think. Um, look, the Liberal Party are no good to Dominic Perrottet. It's no good thing to hang on to office, is he? And um, so we might have a new government make these decisions without the suggestions of pork barrelling or influence of Stuart Ayres in that seat. But, but look, I can understand South. They have been promised that much at that stadium. But if that venue is most convenient for their fans, 
Like there's, you know, there's no parking at Moore Park. Yeah, parking's horrendous. There's no, you know, a light rail's a light rail. That's not going to get 50,000 fans up to the stadium. It's It's been a debacle, this whole thing. And it's not just Manly, West Tigers, Cronulla missing out, the Browns, Penrith getting one, South missing out. Because I wrote last week, there's been six sportsmen in three years and it's been a gigantic stuff-up. Buzz, you had an exclusive story in what's the buzz column today about Trent Barrett being among the candidates to take over as one of the Dragons' assistant coaches for next season. Yeah, interesting, yeah, because we had uh, the fact that Peter Gentle, Matthew Head and James Graham, who were part of the uh, coaching uh, staff under Anthony Griffin at St George Illawarra, were being moved on. and So they've been conducting interviews for new assistant coaches to help hook out over the next couple of years, and Trent Barrett was interviewed last week by their CEO, Ryan Webb. Now, Baz, for all his... Um, for his poor record at the Bulldogs, he had 34 games there for just a 14.7 win record. I think he is generally regarded across the game as a great assistant coach without the pressure of managing players 24-7, salary caps, the high-performance staff, etc. So, um, yeah, he's well and truly in contention for a job there. And I don't like seeing anyone out of work, dog. And I think Trent Barrett's got a lot to offer that club. You, you saw what he did at Penrith. Um, he was a, very much a hands-on role with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai coming through. And um, I think he could do some good things for, uh, for Anthony Griffin there. And uh, I'd love to see Baz back in the game. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone would. He's, he's very popular. And you're right, as an assistant coach, he, he seems to do good things. Hey, Buzz, we'll talk some footy, and you must be getting excited about the Sharks. Oh, mate, I really am. And, um, there's all been talking about Coach of the Year and Craig yeah. Gibbon. Mm. Yeah, look, um, I, I think he, he's got to be favourite at this stage. He's done a fantastic job with that football side. A couple of the older forwards, I've been really impressed and how he's squeezing every last bit of juice out of them, and I'm talking Andrew Fafita. Mm. And I'm talking Wade Graham. And I was really worried about Wade Graham last year with the head knocks and uh, that he wasn't the old kangaroo and origin forward. But Wade's playing strong now. He's captaining the side nicely. And the thing with Craig Fitzgibbon is he's been able to get Cronulla to turn up each and every week. Every club has a bad, two or three bad performances with them over a season. But they haven't been disgraced or they haven't been belted by mm. any side and they, they just compete every single week. And and the the other thing I like about this uh, competition, guys, and I'm going to do something with Colin, but South and East emerging so late in the mm. season as contenders, how good is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly is. Yeah. You know the TAB fluctuations? I've just got them here um, on my laptop. You know, the Roosters have in from $26 five weeks ago to $11 wow. on the tab. What about South? South are in from 17 to 10 since Latrell came back. Gee, that's his lot. And Buzz, Latrell sort of inspired our talk topic today, and I don't know if you've heard or had a chance to think about it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Is there a sport, because he's just pure box office, Latrell Mitchell, whether you like, like South or not, you go and watch him play. Is there a sports person you wished 
you could have seen play? Yeah, look, just on the trail, it's a really mm. funny thing. Faust were playing Cronulla a couple of weeks ago, and I said to my family, rather than watching, you know, Mad Sharks fan, the main the thing I was looking forward to in our backyard at Shark Park was turning out to watch the trail Yeah, line. yeah, I agree with that, yeah. But more than your own footy side. Mm. Um, look, I didn't see Clive Churchill. I would love to have seen him because he was so small. Mm. He was, wasn't much bigger than a jockey, but they, many people say that to be better than Billy Slater, you know, to be better than all these great fullbacks we got at the moment, Latrell, Turbo, Teddy, and being so small, I would love to have seen Clive Churchill play. Yeah, fair enough. Buzz, as sad as it is, I, I have to get your thoughts on death of Paul Green. It was yeah. shocking, it was sad, it was heartbreaking. Uh, you obviously, like myself, interviewed and knew Paul. You probably knew him better than yeah. many others. How did yeah. you feel? I sat with him in a coaching box. He invited him in 2017, I think it was. It was Brisbane and the Cowboys um, were playing Melbourne Storm at Magic Round and uh, get to see him at work and the stress he was under, but how well he coped with it, you know. And it's one of the reasons. Look, I've, I've known. I've had dinner with Greeny. I've had a beer with Greeny, and he, he was always good company. And you know, this mental health. He, he he didn't tell many people about it, obviously. And look, I've interviewed um, Garth Brennan about it today. And uh, but cons- you know, he he had a really tough time when he was um, action the Cowboys and. 2019, he said he's done a lot of thinking this year about Trent Barrett and Michael Maguire. And, mm. You know, if a normal person loses a job, they just lose a job. But these guys, it's played out so publicly, the pressure, and I mentioned Trent Barrett, just 14% win record. and It's really, really hard on these guys. And look, from the people I talked to, Paul Green, although he never complained to anyone, did struggle at losing the Cowboys' job and then did struggle at losing the Maroons' job. And, um, it's, it's so sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, there's much else That's you can it. say. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it really is, guys. Horrible yeah. story. But um, just just but finally on that on this issue, um, do you sort of support the potential introduction of a round dedicated to, to mental health? Yeah, I, I do. Um, but I think... Um, when we have tragedies like this, Ray, it's much more than a round. A round would be great for public um, awareness. I think a bit more often we've, we've got to check with our mates, are you okay? And, and you know, we've, mm. we're all, everyone on this planet's got different stresses and problems to deal with in their life. And, um, yeah, a bit more of that from all our mates would be nice, you know. Yeah, no, well said, Buzz. Hey, Buzz, just finally, we'll, um, we'll get a couple of tips off you. Two games to complete this weekend's round. The 2 p.m. game is uh, the Raiders versus the Dragons down there in Canberra. And then at 4.05 p.m., Gold Coast take on the Manly Seagulls. How do you see these two games, Buzz? Well, I think mathematically Raiders and Dragons can still make it something. Yeah, they so, can, but we need a few results well, to go think, their way too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be hard, particularly the Roosters and South now. Playing the way they are. Um, look, I think the Canberra Raiders will win at home, even without Ricky. I think the players will live for Ricky. I think they love him, they adore him, and 
they know he's had a tough week through his own fault, mind you. Um, but I think they can get up and win today. And then we've got well the Gold Coast, aren't we? Titans and the Seagulls. I've yes. actually picked a. I go for an upset every week on this show, and I'm not batting all that good lately, am I? You were looking good last week for the, the doggies at one stage. Wasn't he crowing you, you by went the early crow too. buzz? Yeah, you went the early crow. Mate, you know they were leading 10 0. Mm. I started texting you two. Yeah. I started texting Grayson Master, um, <laughs> Luke Macker, all these people at Fox Sports who I've made it the whole prediction. So, what I'll do, I'll, the Titans played really good last week against Melbourne. Mm. And as I've said before, I'm still not convinced Manly are a strong, uh, strongly. I still think there's problems in the Pride jersey around. This is the only way to say it. So, Titans have been on the coast. Fair enough. Hey, look, Buzz, appreciate it as always on a Sunday morning. Enjoy your week, mate, and we'll talk next Sunday. Yeah, you guys too. Cheers, man.